Hi, Rob. Uh, good morning. How are you? Good evening. In fact. Uh, nope. Good morning. S- still perpetual daytime here. Perpetual nighttime, but I am in Massachusetts in winter, so it's perpetual fucking nighttime anyway. Uh, is it getting miserable? Yep. Uh, that's probably a good place to say, welcome to the Unintelligent Chat Show. I feel like I all, I'm the only person that ever remembers to introduce the show, Lloyd. I, I just think that people get that it's unintelligent. I but, think you know, they you've got you to own the brand. Welcome to the Unintelligent Chat Show. Universe. The UCSU. Hashtag UCSU. Yeah, still nothing happening inside of it except this, but it doesn't matter. Get it trending, folk. Get it trending, folk. Just the one. <laughs> I fucked that up. I was hoping you would clock I am always listening. You're in miserable Massachusetts and I'm in beautiful Perth, Western Australia. It's a seasonal commentary. It is a lovely place to live. I'm so cold. <laughs> uh, pretty far. Pretty far, though given the whole change in time zones and direct opposite seasons. How far, Lloyd? It, it, very far, Rob. In fact... Uh-oh. And we'll, Uh-oh. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll cut there because I haven't looked one up yet. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot again. In fact, very far also. <laughs> Quick maths. 450 <laughs> feet in meters. Okay, it's that many. And then we do 18695000 divided by that many. Quick maths. How far is it between us, the never-ending distance? It is 136,300.67 bungee jumps. Oh, uh, but I guess bungee jumps laid laid flat. <laughs> that was a lot of times. A hundred and something thousand times? 136,300.67. Times. Uh, that would be the same amount of distance as uh, as traveling between us. Have you ever been bungee jumping? No, nope, never would. Don't trust it. Really? Yep. Yeah. It, it, of the extreme. Would you go skydiving though? Have been multiple times and love it. Yeah, so you trust someone packing a parachute correctly, flying a plane correctly, strapping you to them correctly, and jumping out of said plane correctly more than someone tying you to a big bungee bungee. That's how I feel. I reckon skydiving's way more fun. Bungee jumping just doesn't seem as fun because, you know, like your retinas can detach and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, skydiving is out of the sky. Like, you're in a, you're, you're a plane <laughs> flying over the land and you just plop out of it. <laughs> so, I just want to take that small segment and put it on one of those, like, motivational posters. <laughs> Skydiving is out of the sky. You don't have to attribute that to me. That's fine. <laughs> I already did. Uh, yeah. Well, I, 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 love, I love adrenaline and I love, I love adrenaline-fueled things, but bungee jumping doesn't appeal to me. Fair call. Fair call. It is a loose. As usual. Loose. I think you were going to say it was loose. Is that what you're going to say? I was going to say, as usual, an incredibly strong, <laughs> defined segue into the first part of this episode. Just before that, um, given how long it took us to get through <laughs> that small introduction, I assume you are drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's Guinness. Um, I'm not going to tell oh. you lies. I'm not going to spin any yarns, Rob. Um, I'm, this show is all about the truth. I just, I just, life goal, I just really want Guinness to sponsor an episode. 
I'm just going to lay it out one, there. One day. I am obviously not on that train. I haven't drunk a single Guinness. <laughs> Buy a sponsorship. <laughs> Today, well, you, I am drinking? drinking I am drinking a Gage Rhodes Party Wave. It's a Gage Ooh. Rhodes Party Wave Stone Fruit Sour. Oh, big sour fan. And because uh, it's definitely not just a few minutes after recording the last episode, I've had my coffee and now I'm, I'm having the, the morning beer. I can't do it first, but second, I can definitely do it. Yeah, what, what time is your morning beer for people at home? <laughs> it's a solid 9 a.m. That's how it. committed I am to it's, this. It is commitment. It is. And maybe one day I'll do a morning episode, but I it believe does, in you. But like a, it's, a, it's a stone fruit sour. I think either you've got to have like a breakfast stout. Or like a fruity sour, which is kind of like a smoothie or a fruit juice. Just has a sneaky little bit of alcohol in it. Yeah, it's health. It's a health food. It's a health food. That is a strong segue from last episode where we talked about beer as medicine. It is. For horses. Yeah. And also people. Yeah. And you're quite tall. You could pass as a horse. <laughs> I was like, because of all the beer that I drank, <laughs> yeah. I'm a healthy, healthy tall boy. Young boys need their beer. <laughs> oh, no, they do not. Bungee jumping. Yes, the often done segue. from often done from bridges, and according to your quick Google in the bit that we cut, helicopters terrible idea. Never do that. Often done from bridges. Uh, this week I learned uh, about a fella with an excellent name, Robert. Great name, uh, Emmett Odlum. I love that people don't go by their middle names enough in things nowadays. I do, this guy doesn't go by his middle name either. No, but like when you list out <laughs> You're just saying that he's name. got a good... Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, well, my middle name's boring as shit, so... <laughs> it's a terrible middle name. Robert Boring as Shit Thomas. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's yes. what I do. It was there and I took it. <laughs> he just picked it right off that silver platter and threw it in my face. <sighs> Robert Boring as Shit Thomas. I would go by that. Hi, I'm boring as shit. <laughs> Please don't talk to me any further. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, his name was Robert Emmett Odlum. And he was... What, Lloyd? I was going to ask you why you learnt about Robert Emmett Odlum. I was just about to tell you, so shut up. Please. Sorry. He was the first person to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. That's how we got there from bungee jumping. We did it eventually. We got there. He didn't bungee jump, though. He just straight up jumped off it. How uh, high is the Brooklyn Bridge? Uh, it is 135 American feet, which is 40 something, 41 meters. No, it's not nothing. Yeah. It's a long way. It, like, it doesn't, doesn't sound like a really long way, but if you thought about traveling 40 meters downwards... Oof. How do you, how do you do? Not good. <laughs> We're going to cut right to the chase. Uh, so I'll give you a little bit of history before I give you the details. All right. Uh, so this is in 1885. I think about I think it's two years after the Brooklyn Bridge is, is finished. Wonderful bridge. I've been there. It's quite nice. And he didn't do it for for fame or for the thrill or or, or to end it all, but for education. And that's what this show is really all about, isn't it, Lloyd? It is. It sounds like you would have made an excellent guest on the show. Yep, except for the fact that this was ages ago and <laughs> as a result, direct result of what we would have talked about, he's super dead. <laughs> uh, okay, so Robert Emmett Odlum, born in 1851 in 
Ogdensburg, New York. He was a, we don't know, a brief history of Robert before we get to the bridge jump. He was a keen swimmer and diver. And at some point he moved to, to D.C., opened a swimming school, which probably would have been one of the first of its kind, called the Natatorium, uh, which apparently is just another old school word for swimming gymnasium. And I don't picture swimming gy- gymnasium as a pool. Well, it's a pool full of weights, but that's not what, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, his, uh, his Natatorium, r- r- semi-famous, attended by kids of a few famous people, including President Hayes, uh, James Garfield... And smile oh, the cat. And bobs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fuck right off, Lloyd. <laughs> no, I actually don't know who James Garfield was, but the article I read made it sound like he was as famous as the president. <laughs> Not a giant orange cat. <laughs> Not a that didn't come up in the cat. article. <laughs> Oddly enough, no. Big lasagna. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love lasagna. I love Garfield. Both great. Shut up. So, he was running this uh, this natatorium. He was getting a little bit bored of his job. He was challenging people to swim races for money because he was pretty much the best at swimming. He somehow earned the title of professor from the Wash- Wash- Washingtonians. He was so a professor of swimming. That's how little they knew about swimming. <laughs> <laughs> or how much he knew. That's true. Maybe there's uh, knowledge lost with him. The Washing- Wash- Washingtonians. I struggle to say it. It's not as good as Iowans. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had a quick look into that. I thought it was maybe as cool as Colonel Slander's state-assigned rank of colonel. But, but no, the best that I could tell after digging a little further, he was basically a self-proclaimed professor of swimming because he thought he was hot shit. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then people just called him that? Anyway, in between running this, he entertained visitors on Potomac steamers and at wharfs, uh, basically just doing a bunch of cliff jumping. Uh, he jumped 90 foot, which is 27 meters off a waterfall, and 110 foot, which is 33 and a half meters off some wharf for people to watch for entertainment. So he's kind of like a little bit of a daredevil. I feel like a daredevil when I jump off high things. Have you ever been cliff diving? I have, yeah. Have you, we've been to the same place, been to Blackwall Reach in Perth? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we've ever so been together, reckon, but. Yeah, maybe not. I reckon that's like maybe 10 meters. And it feels really high. It feels really high. Like there's, so there's a moment you, where you need to psych yourself up to throw yourself off it. I, I, I took many moments to psych myself <laughs> yeah. up the first time. <laughs> so it's yeah, probably about a 10 meter like, you know, little cliff jump into our local river here. Uh, and yeah, been a few times with the wife and friends and stuff. And and one time we, I have to tell the story. One time we were there with uh, with Lara, so M's uh, best mate, and she did it for her first time after the psych up period, and managed to land like with her legs flat out, like in a sitting position. Oh, oh, so deeply destructive. She had these like massive bruises on her legs. Oh God. Yeah, and she was in a lot of pain. Uh, and that was from 10 meters. Yeah. So, just just keep that in mind when we get to uh, old mate Robert and the Brooklyn Bridge. Oof, that gave me the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebie-jeebies. 
the natatorium <laughs> ended up failing financially. No one wants to learn how to swim. Maybe he's not a good enough professor. So he gets a job as a lifeguard at some hotel in Fort Monroe in Hampton, Virginia. It feels like a, a uh, drop from owning your own business and being a professor to being a lifeguard at a hotel. Well, it said he was a professor of swimming and lifeguard. So he maintained the title. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Damn it, Robert. <laughs> So, around this time, obviously, uh, skylines are getting taller. We're building bigger buildings, especially in places like Manhattan. Yep. Uh, and going to the opposite end of the spectrum from, from swimming, taller buildings is causing issues with the fire brigade. So, hmm. things catch fire, and I think they caught fire a lot more often back then. And the fire brigade at this stage still only has little fire engines, hoses, and ladders, but as soon as you start getting above a few stories, that's not super helpful if you're if like one floor's burning and you're trapped above that floor, right? Right. Yeah. And actually, my wife told me a, a not funny, a deeply tragic story oh, um, about how like um, fire legislation and certification, all that stuff came into into buildings because she's a builder and she loves that stuff. Um, apparently, there was a it's called the Triangle Shirt Waste Factory fire in New York. It's this factory that was on the 8th, 9th, and 10th floors of a building that's currently still there called, I think it's just called the Brown Building uh, in the Greenwich Village. Yeah. Uh, 146 people died in the flames uh, or from jumping because the fire escape doors were locked. So, they had fire escape doors, but they were locked because people used to sneak out of the fire escapes and take breaks and stuff. Oh, my God. Right? How bad is that? And so, after that, everyone was like- we should probably introduce some laws around around this. Yeah. <laughs> should have thought of that before, though, really, shouldn't you? Yeah, a little bit. So, that was a little later in the early 1900s. At the time that Robert's, uh, you know, swimming around the, the States, they're having this problem with fires in tall buildings, not being able to get people out. And apparently, there was the thought that if you were to jump off a building... Oh, sorry. The fire brigade had hoses, ladders, and nets. So, they were well prepared to catch people jumping off buildings. But it was like a widespread, basically fake news that if you were to jump from a great height in order to be caught in a net to escape fire, you would die on the way down. Not from the landing, huh. from suffocation, from thin air and traveling at speed through it. I can, I mean, now knowing what we know, it sounds stupid. So stupid. But I can kind of see the logic of like, falling and the air's going past you so quickly like can you would you be able to breathe it in like if no one's ever done it before I yeah can, like i i, I can see I how so. that would spread so apparently people were reluctant to jump off burning buildings because they were, thought they were going to die on the way down and so they just died up there anyway i think i'd rather suffocate than get burned yeah burning ah oh, it's just the most shocking like burning and drowning Ugh. oh yeah not good mm. no thank you Professor Robert, in all of his wisdom, was like, guys, I've been jumping off things for ages. You don't, you don't die from falling. You should be jumping out of these burning buildings. And so he organizes this publicity stunt in a very populated area, talks to newspapers and stuff, and is like, I'm going to jump off this new bridge you all have got to demonstrate that from jumping from a great height, you won't die. And the police were like, you shouldn't do that. We're going to stop you. And so he like... 
organizes the day with some friends. He's got people in a boat to come and swim out and get him if something does go wrong. Heaps of people turn up to the Brooklyn Bridge to to watch uh, this stunt that's going to happen. And he even organizes a decoy. He had his mate because <laughs> <laughs> he knew the police were after him. Yeah. He, ha- he had his mate uh, just like blatantly rock up in like a bathing suit. It's <laughs> just like- here we go, I'm going to jump off the bridge. And the cops were like, there he is, get him! <laughs> Just loitering near the edge. Yeah, oh, pretty oh. much. And so that distracted all the police. And so Robert, just in I don't know, casual clothes, kind of just walks up to the edge of the bridge, 135 foot, 41 meters above the East River, sticks up his hand, and there's a, it's not a photo, it's a, it's a picture of him like stepping off the edge of the bridge with his hand up um, and the hand is to like try and give him stability, almost like a rudder through the air. So he mm. remains vertical on the way down and steps off the bridge. Bum, bum, bum. Turns out it was a little breezy. Oh, the rudder didn't work. Yeah. So he got knocked a little off course and hit the water at a bit of an angle, which obviously immediately knocked him out, given that 10 meters almost destroyed uh, our friend, our friend's legs. 40 meters, he was knocked unconscious, was rescued by some friends in a boat, briefly regained consciousness to ask, is it all over? Did I make a good jump? (laughs) And then started internally hemorrhaging and leaking blood out of his mouth. Oh, Robert, Robert, Robert. He died. Uh, It turns out he'd ruptured his liver, kidney and spleen and broken three ribs. That'll do it. So they did an autopsy on him and it came out that he had died from the impact so, in the end, he basically achieved his goal. He didn't die from the falling through the air. He died on impact. Oh, so he and, was right. And so, what a, what a hero, a martyr for the cause of jumping out of burning buildings. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from Jeremy Clarkson, the mm. TV show car host, who said that speed doesn't kill people, suddenly stopping kills people. Correct. Good on you, Jezza. That's, that's what happened to... Old Rob, he suddenly stopped. Old Rob, he did. So that's the story of Robert Emmett Odlum. Wow, I would, um, I would, I'm sure that you don't have this because the statistic seems insane. But I'd like to know <laughs> how many more people jumped out of burning buildings post his jump. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't find anything about that. Yeah. Heaps more people have jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge in in suicidal ways or in unfortunately mostly. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there are people that have survived or, you know, people that do it for, for thrill-seeking now. Like all those stupid social media videos of people like balancing on the edge of giant buildings and doing flips and shit. Yeah, just, you know, just don't film it. Just do it. I don't care. I yeah. don't want to see it. <laughs> so a couple of interesting facts about uh, Mr. Udlam. He was one of seven children. Wow. Uh, only four of which survived past, you know, a very young age. So he had one brother who served in the Civil War and just disappeared without a trace after the Battle of Shiloh, which was upsetting for the family. And then just like on a way more famous than him note, uh, one of his sisters was Charlotte Odlam Smith, who was a famous reformer and women's rights activist at the time, given that this is like, this is the late 1800, late 19th century. So that's, that's... it's like pre-suffragettes and all that stuff. Yeah. So she was a strong lobbyist for disadvantaged women. She started a magazine that was fully female run uh, and which she edited 
And through her role in that, she gained recognition for lots of female inventors at the time by featuring them in, in the magazine and heaps of other cool stuff like that. And she was partly responsible for the mandatory listing of ingredients on food labels, which is like a genuine part of our Whoa. everyday life now. That, I look at the ingredients on almost everything I have. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, so she's like way more famous than her brother that I decided to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Like, as I was reading that, I was like, I probably need to change topics here. <laughs> Side note, her brother jumped off a bridge and died because he's an idiot. Yeah. He's this yeah. badass lady. I actually have a, a runoff from the feminist topic. The Brooklyn... <laughs> the- <A> runoff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Brooklyn Bridge is something of a feminist icon. Oh, tell me more. So it was designed by an architect or an engineer called Roebling. R-O-E bling? Yep. Uh, it's like a covered necklace in- made out of fish. Yes. Covered- <laughs> I was just going to say covered in chains. I just ignored the whole first part. Yeah. I'm Ro- one very step smart ahead of you. <laughs> Yeah, switched on. Um, so he designed it. Unfortunately, his foot was crushed by a ferry. <laughs> how how I how does that even that happen was funny. also thought that was funny don't know was it on land just go, was it in go. the was it in the river was it between two boats just go deeper if it's like go under it i don't know it's stupid. <laughs> he he died from complications his of, son of the ferry foot crushing yeah he got tetanus ah <laughs> oh, man um, oldie times his son took over and then his son became bedridden from what we now call the bends um, they had a different name for it because they had dried the river out, but they had little um, like rooms underground where they were putting the bollards in that were had to oh. be air pressurized. Oh. So when they, they just kept like walking out of them and yeah, going yeah. back up and getting sick. So he got bedridden and his wife oh. sort of at first was just running messages from mm. him in bed to the mm. work site, but became the de facto chief of the project and started actually oh, running things. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And she became this like feminist engineering icon and ended up getting was... a law degree. Her name was Emily Roebling. Oh, damn. Emily Roebling. And uh, she wrote a bunch of essays about feminism and women's rights and um, was something of an icon herself. So that's, that's pretty cool that the Brooklyn Bridge has two feminist icons attached to it. Yeah, that's awesome. In like very different ways. Yours is a much stronger tie. <laughs> Yeah, the other one was her brother jumped off and died. <laughs> but, but that's a tie. I can't believe you just belittled my whole fact into her brother jumped <laughs> off it and died. What else did we know? <laughs> I had, there was so much history there. I gave you so much. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a summary. Uh, that's super awesome, though. Now I want to. I want to learn much more about the Brooklyn Bridge. Did you say they drained the river in order to build it? Yeah. I I didn't have time to look more into that, but they had because built, you're too busy like, looking at people jumping off stuff and dying. Yeah, son of exactly. A bitch. <laughs> um, I it sounded like similar to how they have locks now that adjust the height and depth of the river so ships can move through it. They mm. built like um, little sections where they could drain it a smaller oh, amount sure. of time and, put and in work the, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah, really cool. That is cool. What else did you learn about bridges? Uh, I got one more thing about the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, hit me. In 1884, to prove that it was safe for commuters, P.T. Barnum, famous circus owner, 
walked 24 elephants across the bridge. Oh, uh, like <laughs> full grown elephants? Yes, Rob. <laughs> like, <laughs> full elephant slide. Not just the yeah, tiny like a, ones. A, a, proper, a proper elephant. Proper people full were like, elephant. They were like, I don't know, that bridge is pretty big and I don't really feel like being on it when it collapses and everyone was like it's gonna be like there's a bunch of elephants we'll just put them on it you'll see so it seems like no one was happy to like be convinced that we've designed and calculated this bridge (laughs) you're gonna be fine there's a lot of people not believing in science around this time i'm not jumping off this building because i will die because i think of the air will suffocate me so people having to do stupid stuff to prove that things are are good i've just thought of something oh that's a first how (laughs) Eh. How long? So this this factory fire you said was on the fifth, sixth, and seventh floor. Seven, eight, nine, I think. Seven, eight, nine. How long do you think it would take you if you jumped out of a ninth-story window to hit the ground? Like not long at all. There's maths in there, yeah. but it's just not a long time. Just hold your breath. <laughs> but we might die, Lloyd. But like the, the worrying about suffocating. But like I know. You could. Or just- maybe maybe they were worrying about. Like, like you said, the fast air, like pulling all the breath out of them and oh, like killing them, asphyxiating themselves. Apparently, people were stupid enough that they wouldn't walk on a bridge until the elephants had walked on it. Look, I can't, I can't know for sure that I wouldn't have been that person. Mm. Just being like, I'm not going on that thing. That this newfangled technology. What's wrong with a good old fashioned walk around? <laughs> good old uh, walk around. Is that what people say? I don't know. You walk around the river to get to the other side. <laughs> Get in a boat, you idiot. Boats aren't safe, Rob. <laughs> I've never seen an elephant on a boat. Yeah. Didn't you hear? That boat crushed that guy and he died. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so dangerous. <laughs> oh, lordy. So, after that, I was like, wonder what other publicity stunts have gone wrong. And right, good. I was sure there were a few. I could only find a few, a couple of good amusing ones. Uh, so, in 1896, in Missouri, Kansas, the Kansas and Texas Railway Network, they were trying to attract more customers in Texas. And the guy that was in charge of, like, the railroad executive, William Crush, which is a great name, decided that there was nowhere worthy in Texas of just visiting, of, like, advertising, like, come to this place. It's really great. He decided there was nowhere in Texas that was worthy. So, he pitched... To the team, let's build us a fake town, which they called Crush, after William Crush, and we'll just run two trains head on into each other and have a big old collision, and a bunch of people will come and watch it and use our railway network because of that. And of course, everyone was like, yep, great idea, let's do it. I would come and watch that. I would pay so much money to go and see that. I don't think you had to pay money. You just had to get on the train to go there. As long as you went on the train that was going headfirst into another train. Yeah, exactly. Actually, because no one else is on your train. You're like, oh, that's <laughs> oh wait a minute. <laughs> 40,000 people turn up to this, to this fake town, which is like, uh, it was a large proportion of the population of Texas at the time. That's like a good turnout for a sporting event today. Yeah. Like, it's a lot uh, of people. And so, they're all gathering to watch in these like fake buildings town. There's a train track. And there's actually, there's there's- Ye oldy photos of of the genuine event, which is quite cool that you can see. Uh, I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, do it. Uh, unsurprisingly, the collision of the two steam trains caused the boilers to explode in both trains, showering the crowd with debris, killing three and injuring many more. There's photos in- of the explosion. 
Yeah, there's a guy that's, that's like obviously set up one of his old school cameras, taking photos, and there's I think there's one of the two trains pretty much about to hit, yeah. and then of the impact. So he's just taking photos as it's happened. Oh my god! I mean, they Isn't, they should have known that was going to happen. Yeah, and these trains, I think they were going at like it's like thirty five or forty miles per hour when they collided. Oh my god! Like the engineer said, put them on high speed, jumped out. Let's see what happens. And they did, I mean, just people should have stood further away. Right? Apparently, the guy that took the photos had his eye taken out by a piece of debris. Crush well, yeah, was- you can see it flying through the air. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Crush was immediately fired. <laughs> but then, like, the next day, apparently, there was no uproar. No one really gave a shit. And so, he came back and he was like, can I have my job back and we'll play this as an ad for rail safety. And of course they were like, yeah, I guess so. How do you twist that? I don't know. So he got his job back and all the company did was just give the victims. Uh, so like the people that were injured and I think families of the people that died free passes for their railway, which is the thing that caused the deaths. That's so awful. Uh, but it just seems like no one really cared. And I was like, that was kind of cool. Sorry about the people that died. Carry on. Yeah, I guess no one liked them. Yeah. Oh, that was Jeff. He was kind of a dickhead anyway. Yeah. Sweet train explosion, though. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> I want to be on a train now. Uh, so, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, and then the other amusing one I found that uh, in 2005 in Union Square, Manhattan, the brand Snapple, which I'm sure everyone's aware of. I think they make- I love Snapple. And stuff. They yeah. have a fun fact on the inside of their cap. Well, here's a fun fact about Snapple. 2005, they- tried to make the world's largest popsicle as a publicity stunt for Snapple. Uh, but on the day they displayed it in Union Square, it was just a little bit warmer than they expected. <laughs> and oh, no. the 17.5 ton popsicle, which is enormous, uh, surprise, surprise, melted. And so there was this river of strawberry and kiwi-flavored sludge oh, in Union like Square. Oh, sticky. Oh, how gross would it be? Oh. And then I, I couldn't not read past this because on the the article i was reading about the snapper one they compared it to something called the great molasses flood of 1919 and i was like gotta see what that's about you have to this is in the north end in boston oh no Uh, that's right yeah in 1919 and there's a little plaque somewhere oh i have to go find this this weekend yeah yeah, do it. Uh, that says this is where the Great Molasses Flood happened. So it's uh, the Purity Distilling Company in the North End in Boston, I think somewhere near the water, uh, had a storage tank filled with just like an unbelievable amount of molasses. 2.3 million US gallons, which is 8.8 million liters of molasses. Oh, my God. And uh, because of some like quite sharp temperature changes like the day before and the addition of a new batch of of molasses at a different temperature what was already in the tank this thing burst and a river of this millions and millions of liters of molasses ran through the like the narrow streets of the north end at 35 miles per hour which is 56 k's an hour and killed 21 people and injured 150 a river of molasses what an awful way to go isn't it unbelievable? And, and and like the locals, it's like a bit of a folklore now. The locals still say on a hot day, you can, I don't know how to do a Boston accent, but you can still smell molasses in that area on a hot day, apparently. Wow. 
But Lloyd, that's like unbelievable in itself. The best part is the name that some people have assigned to this tragedy. It's originally referred to as the Great Molasses Flood of 19, which is 1919, quite descriptive. Also called the Boston Molasses Disaster, relatively similar. Or... <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> the Boston Molassaker. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so good. Uh, I chuckled hard at that. And, and then I just stopped researching. I was like, I'm done. That's it. That's all I need to learn That's today. So good. <laughs> The photos the of this are equally shocking. Oh, of the Malassica. I didn't look yeah. at photos. There's just, it looks like it's where the collapse happened, not of oh, any streets. Okay. That's like a genuine disaster site. Yeah, it looks like a bomb went off. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm genuinely going to try and find this this weekend. Yeah, do it. That's awesome. Just imagine uh, drowning in molasses. I assume the deaths probably weren't from drowning. I guess they were probably more from like this huge wave of molasses destroyed a bunch of buildings that then killed people. For sure. I imagine, I mean, it's it's quite thick at 35 miles an hour. It's pretty heavy as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Just just crazy. So that's not a publicity stunt, but I I got there from publicity stunts, so it counts. Yeah, no, good. Excellent. Excellent. Fine. Oh, so much learning. Uh, Uh, I have. Yeah, what you got? No, it's not time. I have more. I have uh, the oldest bridge in the world. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Hit me. It's called the Arc Adico Bridge. Uh, A-R-K-A-D-I-K-O. It's super underwhelming. It's about 3,200 <laughs> years old. Nah, that's legit. I like it's that bridge. It's a bridge. bridge. It's a bridge. Um, it's, I did, so for uh, those... Those that aren't us, it's basically just a very old-looking kind of stone arch. There's a very short passageway in between. It's a bunch of rocks lumped on top of each other to get over a small divot. <laughs> there is a bird's-eye view that looks more bridge-like. Okay, cool, it's, cool, Because cool. it, it, it's part of a highway. It was quite a like a wide thoroughfare. I did a I, I did take a leaf out of your book uh, when you were looking at snakes, and you I, went down good, the good. list to find the first snake that was a snake. Yep. <laughs> you found um, the, the oldest bridge that was a good bridge. Well, that was my initial plan, but I found a bridge called the Tar Steps in Devon in the UK. They're about 3,000 years old. It just looks really cool. The legend was that the devil built the bridge so that he could sunbathe upon the stones. Oh, nice. That is a cool looking bridge. It's just yeah. kind of like uh, a better version of stepping stones across a river. Yeah. But then I was thinking, the devil's from hell, right? Famously quite a warm place. <laughs> Probably doesn't want to sunbathe in Devon. <laughs> what do you mean? The UK is a very sunny and summery kind of place. That's a, that's a cool bridge, though. I like that. Yeah, it's a good-looking bridge. I actually, actually quite like the really, really old one. How old was it? 3,300 years old. Where is it? In Greece. Yeah, awesome. That's what a, I like about it is the, the, the tar steps. It's almost like a historical viewing point whereas the uh arcadico whatever it was called um arcadico it's still used by the people who live in that area to like cross that that area like it's just still functioning well i i have to (laughs) genuinely don't need a bridge to get across that area (laughs) the pictures i think that it probably at one point was like a flowing a river river, and it's since dried up and you could just like hop across it makes sense yeah but very cool Awesome. That was fun. That's uh, it's enough time on uh, Robert Emmett Odlum and his boring jumping off a bridge 
to die, uh, and a bunch of other interesting things. That means it's time, Lloyd. It's the brand new segment, Rob. Still brand new. <laughs> the, the brand new, never heard before segment. It's hashtag, hashtag up, up a tweeting. tweeting. Whoa, Shit. that was amazing. <laughs> How did we know what it was called? Hopefully uh, that comes across in the recording as exactly the same time, because that's what it sounded like to me. Ooh, yeah, maybe. That'd be cool. I'll just shift it so it does. <laughs> I mean, everything we do is totally natural. This is all real. All real. I don't uh, know why, because you can't see me, but I like waved my arms around like I was a pagan witch. I, ima- I imagined you did. Oh, good. And ah. This is where we, uh, we use our, our poor knowledge of the social media platform, Twitter, to tweet people way more famous than us to see if they just even give one crap about us and maybe lots of craps and come have a chat with us. So, uh, Lloyd, this week was your, uh, your attempt at a uh, shortcut to fame. It was. Tell me about it. So, it's actually a connection to your upward tweet, which was to the Lonely Island last week. It is oh, the yeah. childhood friend of Andy Samberg, Chelsea Peretti. Oh, nice. Gina. Yeah, she's great. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, there's a strong Brooklyn Nine-Nine theme going on yep. here. Um, I said, uh, Chelsea, on a first name basis, you know, to get up on the right foot. Of course. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're very familiar. People always group together Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Simpsons, and The Unintelligent Chat Show. <laughs> Once a person- Did you also spell it wrong? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. The Unintelligent It makes sense that I pronounce unintelligent incorrectly. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Once a person has hit those four mammoths of comedy, they've made it. You're only one short, so what do you say? (laughs) Oh, my God, Lloyd. What did she say? Uh, (laughs) Nothing. She didn't didn't get back to me. Yeah, okay. Well, look, she's still one short, so that's on her. Yeah. All right, Lloyd. What did you learn this week? I learned about a fellow called Henry. I'm going to stop you straight out of the bat. Is it Henry? Out of- out of the ah, oh, damn it! Yeah, he's French, <laughs> bar Henri. Oh, so I uh, learned about the fellow. His name is Henri. <laughs> Henri or Champagne. French people smoke. That's what I think they sound like. Yeah, and they're uh, also just so- disgusted at themselves. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Henri, uh, King of Jerusalem, Henri of Champagne, very very successful um, life as a royal and as a warrior. Uh, I learned that he died by tripping over his dwarf servant and falling out a window. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, tough way to go. Oh, man. This, uh, this episode is full of people dying in stupid ways. Yeah, it was a good connection, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, uh, like, entirely unplanned. Yeah. Uh, okay, so on Henri, Henri, King of Jerusalem, Henri of Champagne, tripped over his, what did you say? His a servant dwarf named Scarlet. Servant dwarf named Scarlet. Yeah. Fell out a window and died. Yep. But wow. How how did how did he get there? Should we learn a little bit more about Henri? That sounds like I'm on a no. kid show. Should we learn about Henri today? <laughs> no. Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. So he was the Count of Champagne and he was King of Jerusalem. Is that similar to the Count? On Sesame Street? I think, uh, yes. I have to imagine they had the same land rights and power. Mm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think okay, Henri good. of Champagne was a vampire, but unconfirmed. Sure. Okay, good. Um, between 
1187. He, he was what? The Count? Count of Champagne and then King of Jerusalem for the end okay, part sure, of that. Okay, sure, sure, sure. he married the Queen of Jerusalem. Yes. So he was super royal, like just like- Super, so, just so royal. So inbred. The um, royalist. His- <laughs> I wrote that as well. A bunch of weird feudal political things, including inbreeding. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, so his mother was King Louis's daughter and his aunt was King Louis's third wife. So they just like really kept it in the family. He mm, fought in the Crusades, which was yeah. yep. super barbaric um, invasion and decimation of the Muslim population. Really, really fun time. He was part of a group of soldiers who kidnapped Queen Isabella. She was the oh, good. Queen of Jerusalem. And I actually wrote here... They kidnapped her to convince her to divorce one inbred royal and marry their preferred inbred royal. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is around the time of the Third Crusade. So Jerusalem's already Correct. been like Christianized by the First Crusade or whatever. Correct. So it's still like a bunch of, you know, Europeans that are ruling it, I guess. Yeah. It really sounds to me like the people in the Third Crusade were like, oh shit, we missed out on all the glory. Like, let's just go back over there and see what else we can do. <laughs> Um, so their preferred inbred royal, he was assassinated <laughs> and Henry yeah. Henri, um, of <laughs> Champagne, he showed up <laughs> expecting to be there to help plan the coronation because he was going to become King of Jerusalem and he arrived mm. and they're like, Oh, actually we're planning his funeral. He, he died. And then immediately they were <laughs> like, wait, wait a second. Why don't you just marry her instead? And eight <laughs> days course. later they got married. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I've heard of worse. Eight days, not bad. Yeah. Uh, good courtship. Apparently, he was so handsome that he showed up. One of the stories is Queen Isabella was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. I'm going to take that one. Um, <laughs> good. Yeah. And his uncle was Richard I. And at least in my experience of the Crusades is the most famous name, Richard the Lionheart. You know. Yeah. So cool. Famous. Used to have like a little- little ladybird book about richard the lionheart as a kid i thought he was the coolest really cool famously friends with robin hood and all the stories so he was his yeah also famously like the most french king of england yeah, yeah. <laughs> although in all the stories he's played by some like british trained classical actor yep hello <laughs> um so richard the first was his uncle and gave him mm -hmm. the permission to marry isabella but everyone thought gotcha. that was super sketchy because they were like, oh, we're pretty sure that you arranged to murder the last guy. So should you be given permission out? Like, did you did you set this all up? And then he just killed them all. Yeah, yeah. I'm Richard the Lionheart. Are you fucking going to do about it? Do what I want. He married her and it sounds like he just lived like a really pretty sweet life after that. Just like riding around hunting and... um being being royal yeah my 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 summary of the the post-wedding period was uh <laughs> a few more battles a bit of peace some more crusading saladin dies someone takes over some more fighting that's a really good but summation i, I read a, a bunch there's a really great article actually about him in his life uh that was not wiki it's like someone that's genuinely into the crusades and that was like that was probably like eight paragraphs so i just summarized it <laughs> it's really good it's like spark notes thanks yeah and then we get to his death. Death. So there's death, death, there's death. there's a few few theories. Um, mm. There's some controversy mm. because what we do know for sure is that he fell out a window. 
Scarlet and died. also <laughs> fell out the window. Yes. Um, Scarlet landed on top of him. So that could yeah. have contributed to the him dying. Uh, Scarlet yeah. broke his leg and died later. So they both died. We know they both fell out the window. A few of fly out the window. Slew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few of the theories are that uh, like Scarlet came in and as he turned, he was startled or tripped. The banister gave way. Or the balcony yeah. they were on gave way. And apparently, he was uh, not Scarlet. Uh, Henri was a big fella. Like mm. he was an athlete, broad shouldered, tall guy. <laughs> so the one that I read that made the most sense to me because there are some that say Scarlet fell and grabbed Henri and took him out mm. but mm. Henri was a big dude Scarlet was a, yeah. a little person so that would make much sense what I read is mm-hmm. that the banister gave way that Henri was leaning on and he grabbed yeah. just grabbed out and Scarlet was happened to be the thing that he grabbed but because he was a big man Scarlet yeah. didn't offer much of a ballast and he just took him with him nope yeah, it it sounds the most logical. It's yeah. deeply unfortunate for uh, for Henri, and, and, I mean, and also for Scarlet. It's deeply unfortunate for Scarlet, died. who was just standing there, and all of a sudden his lapel <laughs> is yanked out the window. Yeah, cartoon style. <laughs> yeah, breaks <laughs> breaks a femur and dies because hey, medieval medicine sucks. Oh, it's not funny, but it is funny. <laughs> Actually, co- controversially, Lloyd. Ooh, uh, I read that they didn't die from hitting the ground; they died suffocating on the way down. <laughs> Hey. Oh, I was so ready to be controverted. <laughs> controverted? Uh, yeah, sorry. Thought I'd just oh, check that in there. Really good. Yeah. Thanks. I'm still scarred uh, from the Caligula uh, episode where everything I said just got called out. <laughs> Soz. <laughs> I was feeling venge- vengeful. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's all I had on Henri. Before I drop into my offshoots, what you got for me? No, nah, you, you covered it all from the French stuff to the inbreeding to the falling out the window with a with a, in, an innocent bystander. Yeah, Scarlet, mate, if you're hearing this somewhere, like, sorry that happened to you. I tried to then look up a bunch of weird things that happened on, uh, on the Crusades. Okay. Because, man, as a kid, I used to love the Crusades. Well, they're just painted um, in this, like, glorious conquest of yeah, British might. they really are. Yeah. I'm sure a bunch of wild and terrible things happened, but I, I just didn't happen upon anything. All the things I found were like, the Crusades were this. They were a holy war against this. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was shitloads of violence, but it not, didn't seem like any unusual violence for the era. Yeah, just the same. So, I, I got nothing else on Henri or the Crusades. I have some funny royal deaths. Oh, good. I've got weird deaths of famous people, so you start. Oh, good. This was, this was, I'm going to start on a big one. This was my favorite. All right, hit me. Charles II, he was Ooh. sickly. He was wrapped in linen that had been soaked in brandy. It was thought to help his oh. sickliness. And yeah, then the quote I read was that his physician fumbled the candle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Once I'd got over the the tickle of how funny that was, I thought about <laughs> yes, we've we've established that people were stupid back then, but they knew brandy was flammable and they knew that oh, a yeah. candle was flame. So a part of me was like, yep. maybe he meant to set him on fire. He straight up straight up got murdered. Yeah, because if I if I wrapped someone up in a linen blanket, I'd keep those candles really far away. If it was if it was soaked in brandy. Yeah, but they, they weren't thinking about it. They were just thinking about, I don't know, less. The Crusades. They seem to know. think less. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't holy know. holy war. Um, <laughs> That's uh, a good one. That's a good one. Draco, 
um, was buried under hats and coats that people threw on him, his admiring supporters. (laughs) Draco of Athens, the first recorded legislator. That's the ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Smothered in coats and hats. Yeah. It's such an (laughs) innocuous and lame way to die. At least Charles II was set on fire. Yeah. So, someone's recorded that. So, like, something like it. I mean, we take it as history, right? Someone's recorded something back then, so that, that's what we have for history. We don't know if it's true or not. So, that, that's like a lot of hats and coats. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be like it was just as he may have been put under a coat or a couple of coats and fell and then like the mob or the group just ran over him or something, which because mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you could put a lot of coats on me. I think I'd be fine for a while. <laughs> we'll try that next time you're here. Uh, Attila the Hun. Right. Um, oh. One of the most famous badasses in history. Conquered mm-hmm. so much of the world just for some grass for his horses. Uh, Is that all he wanted? He, yeah, just wanted a grazing lance. He, he used to like take cities and then just leave them. I don't want a city. I just want grass. That's a bit nicer than Genghis. Uh, he died of a nosebleed. <laughs> Surely connected to something else. Yeah, yeah. He had. Um, oh, shit. What's, what's it called when you have thin blood? Or you like bleed easily? Oh, nosebleeditis. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, so hematitis. He, uh, he, he, yeah, that one. He um had a nosebleed I in made his it up. sleep and drowned. Oh, oh, that's upsetting. Um, couple, couple, uh, quick ones. Bella, Bela, um, king of Hungary. His throne uh-huh. collapsed while he was sitting on it. <laughs> and he died. Yeah. Oh, no. Frederick Barbosa, Emperor of Rome, he drowned oh, yeah. while trying to bathe uh-huh. in his armor. <laughs> like, again, <laughs> such an avoidable S- death. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to, guys, lads, yeah. I'm just going to take a quick dip in this here river. Hey, hey, Bob, <laughs> yeah. maybe take off your, like, hundreds of kilos of plate armor. <laughs> no, 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 I got oh. it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so strong. I'm the king of everything. I'm just going to wade. Up. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna just going for a paddle. <laughs> my last one is my favorite one. Uh, Good. I'm gonna probably pronounce it wrong, but Pyros or Pyros was the king sure. king of Epirus. He oh. uh, was part of an invading force, and they invaded a town. An old lady on a roof threw a tile at him and killed him. <laughs> yes. So good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love like a lot of famous people have died in stupid ways. Yeah, I got, hit me I got, with your famous list. I, I got a bunch more. So I did Draco of Athens. Draco of Athens. Draco Malfoy of Athens. Good The Greek philosopher Heraclitus. Heraclitus. I didn't even mean that. And we're going to move on. Famous lover of women. Stop it. Uh, in 457 BC, uh, was devoured by dogs Ooh. after smearing himself with cow shit in an attempt to cure dropsy, which is another word for like fluid retention or edema. Uh, so many <laughs> like for that, that isn't going to work. But also, <laughs> if you're going to do it, don't do it around a bunch of hungry dogs. Real stupid, but uh, anyway, uh, we'll keep moving. A- a- Aeschylus, Aeschylus, who was a, an a-, a great Athenian tragedy writer, four five five BC, <laughs> killed by a tortoise that was 
that gets better, that was dropped by an eagle that had mistaken his bald head as a rock suitable for breaking open the tortoise shell in order to eat it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Even better, it was also written by someone that he had been staying outside that particular day to avoid a prophecy that said he would be killed by the fall of a house. And tortoise t- shell. Oh, my God. Tortoise's they live in their house. houses. Right? Wow. Isn't that ridiculous? I was going to say that that sounds like divine intervention when you're like a famous person and a tortoise gets dropped on you. But then there's a prophecy. <laughs> oh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Wow. Uh, Myth- Mithridates, Mithridates, a Persian soldier who embarrassed uh, his king Ataxerxes II uh, by boasting of killing the king's rival, was executed by scaphism, oh, which I had to look up good. separately doesn't sound good at all, does it? I had to look up separately because it wasn't explained. It's where you trap the victim between two boats, feed them, and cover them with milk and honey, and then you just allow them to fester and be devoured by insects and vermin. Oh. Gross. Apparently, it took 17 days for this guy to die. That is a tough <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Ugh, gross. I mean, you can't um, the next survive that is... long without... They must have been giving him water, I guess, unless he's, like, really yeah, tough. Yeah, I suppose. Or he's, like, licking the milk off his face. Just I don't know. eating insects. Yeah. This is the way that I would like to go. Ooh. This next one. Chrysippus is a Greek philosopher, 206 BC. <laughs> he saw a donkey eating his figs and told a slave to give the donkey neat wine to drink and wash them down with. <laughs> Apparently this was a joke And then Quote Having laughed too much He died <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear That's uh, so good And then like weirdly related There's another one 1410 Martin of Aragon uh, Was suffering Also similar to me Was suffering a bit of indigestion Because he'd just eaten a whole goose <laughs> And then the jester comes in and tells a joke. And he goes, I was out in the next vineyard and I saw a young deer hanging by its tail from a tree as if someone had so punished him for stealing figs. Apparently a joke. So the king then died from laughter. So apparently animals and figs, it's just the funniest shit ever. Yeah, apparently we've lost our sense of fig humor. (laughs) I mean, the first one was pretty good. Wash it down with some wine. I would laugh at that. Yeah. I don't get the deer I mean, one. I don't... I don't-, <laughs> I don't get the deer one. I don't know why you would yeah. hang a deer upside down, and I don't know why that would be funny. Yeah, ridiculous. But his death was funny, um, I'll give you that. Yeah. A bit more like badass. Sigurd, Sigurd the Mighty, second Earl of Orkney in, 18, or in 892 AD, strapped the head of his defeated foe, having, you know, beaten him and chopped it off to his horse's saddle. But unfortunately, the teeth of said head rubbed through his leg... Uh, and caused a fatal infection. Oh, wow. That's Devastating. Talk about getting the last laugh. Yeah. That's... Got him Got him real good. In 1518, uh, several people died of heart attacks, strokes, or exhaustion during a dancing mania <laughs> in Strasbourg. Strasbourg? Strasbourg. So, several people. Uh, like, this was... is an, an endemic. Yeah. Also called the 1518 Dancing Plague. Apparently, some lady in the street just started dancing, and then a bunch of other people started dancing, and they just they just kept dancing, and some of them died because they just kept dancing and didn't stop. 
That's wild. I mean, there must be like a back. Someone laced the water with mushrooms or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone was so high. Real weird. Like it's it's recorded multiple times. The fact that anyone died from it is a little debated. But uh, yeah, it's definitely recorded. It definitely happened. That's so weird. I hate dancing. <laughs> I hate dancing. I would never die from that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Then my last one. In 2019, a guy called Pavat Gala Baria in India. <laughs> it was just, he bit a snake after the snake bit him and they both died. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going down, you're coming with me. <laughs> pretty much. It's pretty badass, actually. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Um, that, that That's it. Just so many ridiculous ways to die. And somehow we, we're still overpopulating the earth. I know. Humans. Terrible people. Too good at breeding. <laughs> Way too good at it. <laughs> Not me, but I guess other people. <laughs> All right. Well, I, think that's, I think that's us. Yeah, I, I do. I think uh, we, we've, we've been through a lot, Lloyd. We have. This was a. This was. We went to a lot of different places in this episode. <laughs> a lot of dark places. It was. Places it was a death heavy episode. I didn't episode. think I would. <laughs> a death heavy episode. You got to have a death heavy episode. Both facts uh, were death ca- related. <laughs> yeah, but also some strong, you know, female icons thrown in there. Yep. Uh, and some hi- and some history. Yep. So we learnt together and laughed. We learnt and laughed together. Learnt and laughed. It's all we can do. Uh, to counteract the amount of death we just went through, uh, we're doing a bit of a special episode soon, Lloyd, aren't we? Uh, yes, we are. How do you counteract death? Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> but getting drunk with your family and buying too much stuff. Yep. We are going to be doing a Christmas special. We don't exactly know what it's going to be like yet. Hopefully, there will be video. It will be less. Uh, you'll get to see and hear some of the cutout nonsense and behind the scenes bullshit that we do uh yeah, we a lot of it we're going to be wearing christmas you're, stuff uh, and drinking christmas drinks definitely your 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 confidence level on the uh the fact that we'll have a video version to show is just, <laughs> just gonna, from last episode yeah I, was, I just really thought about it a bit more but but we'll try oh, there's a lot involved the goal <laughs> we'll give it a the goal is video we'll give it a good crack yeah so that's exciting so um yeah thanks for joining us on uh this week's episode of the Unintelligent Chat Show, deep inside the UCSU. Hashtag UCSU. Uh, ooh, copyright, trademark, petit litter uh, If you want to find us, where can we be found, Lloyd? We're on Twitter at the UCS pod, or you can email us at the UCS podcast at gmail.com. Thrilling stuff. Yeah. What did we, what did, did we want to hear from people? <laughs> Just, uh, I, I just want some kind of interaction. It's yeah. not you. Just tell me anything. Yeah. Send, send it in. I only talk to Rob. Please just email us. <laughs> just say hi. We need help. Yeah. Please. Good. That was excellent. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for joining us. And, and we'll see you next week on the penultimate pre-Christmas episode of the Unintelligent Chat Show. Che- thanks very much. Cheerio. <laughs> che- 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 uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.